What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. July 8th, 2020, Fighter Fest Night 2 versus the second night of the Great American Bash. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar and Matt Morgan. Right away, right away. Justin, what? fix your camera. Justin's way too high. He likes to be above us, Matt. Listen, I know we're peons, barbarian. La barbarian. Can you fix it? I don't know why it's bugging my OCD like crazy right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, wait, folks, and we've got a hot episode this week, starting, <laughs> off, <laughs> starting off with camera adjustments. And just to mess things up, we got a run in here from Mr. Raj Geary. Oh. What's going on, guys? Wow. What up, Wednesday night, Raj? <laughs> right, now, critique, critique his camera, Matt. He did two the dual angles. I got my phone. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, just stopped by to say hi, just in case you guys needed me. But I think it sounds like everything's under control, so I will hop out. Hey, check that was super it. chats, super chats, folks, super chats. Yeah, toss money at Raj. Maybe he'll stick around and stay. Raj, <laughs> yeah. who, who do you think had the better show tonight, Raj? Well, I thought just for the main event, I thought it was NXT. Um, I mean, I think AEW every week. I feel like it's easier to watch. The presentation's better. You know, with yes. the, the the look. Yeah. Yes. But I think NXT right now they're doing a better job building. You know Santos Escobar, Karrion Cross, yep. Keith yep. Lee just felt like a big deal. Nothing on AEW felt like a big deal. And Orange Cassidy, I just say this now. I was watching both. I, I got to rewatch Orange Cassidy and Jericho, but it seemed like they took away a lot of what makes him Orange Cassidy. And maybe I missed his stuff. I don't know if he did any no. of his cool flips with his hands in his pockets or. No, he he did some. There were some. You'll go bonkers at the end of the match. Mm-hmm. where the kid was selling his ass off for Jericho, started blowing a little comeback, and then stops in the middle of his own comeback for this stupid uh, kick-the-shin stuff, which I never think is stupid. I always pop for it. Not yeah. tonight. Not at the middle of his comeback. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I love that match with the Orange Cassidy and Pac earlier this year. Like, that was yes. the perfect yes. way to use him. And I, I don't know. I just feel like they killed his steam. But... Um... We'll see where they go, but I, I, I personally, I, I thought NXT was the better show tonight. Wow. What do you open up there, Matt? Potato chips? Was my mic muted? 
I muted you for a second because I heard the crinkling of the bag. I was like, uh... <laughs> eat it, man, eat it. All right, I got some people in the chat asking to stay. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and stick around. This was a good. This was a good night. Oh, Ooh. wow! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Maharaja gracing us with his presence. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone's asking me to put the Kango on. I'll put the Kango on. Uh, Raja, let's uh, start and talk about. Let's do uh, AEW uh, first this week and talk about what happened tonight. The opening match: Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus Private Party with Matt Hardy. Not Matt? everyone at once. Matt, your <laughs> thoughts first on the match? Um, it was good. It was there. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Dave started off better than this. This was good, but I, I, I liked it. You know, I love Private Party, especially Quinn. I still think he's a singles breakout star waiting to happen. Um, it was good. I liked it. I did. I did. I might like crapping on it. That's for sure. It was good. But NXT had a hell of a start, a way to start off. I thought was better. Yeah, NXT definitely dominated when you look at them head to head. And um, yeah, it's there. It, it wasn't it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't anything that was memorable that I'm gonna, you know, be thinking about a week from now or even tomorrow. Uh, so it, yeah, not not the not the most compelling start. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you can complain when you see Omega and Paige together. The thing I would. No thing I have a problem with is just how much Omega has been underutilized over the past year and yeah, just man. seeing him in a tag match he, it's just the, I feel like they need more top stars and Omega and Paige should both be there I know they're, they've been doing this storyline breakup but at some point you got to pull the trigger because I, I feel like it's dragging them both down right now they're both kind of not feeling as special okay. yeah um, and uh, I don't know I mean I don't didn't think Private Party was winning this match tonight so it just right. kind of was an interesting I was, start. I was going to say I, with both shows. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Real quick, which is a good point, Glenn, because they should be there right now. They come, they've been up off the ground and running on TNT long enough now where private party should have been bent, built by now enough where if they beat these two in a tag match, two single stars, it could have been passable. These are the two guys that beat Young Bucks. Like, do you know what I mean? This is a tag team. And, and now they have Matt Hardy as their mentor, so that's, that's got to give a boost as well of, of, for them. Uh, maybe that's my reason. Of no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Raj. I killed your thought, though. Go ahead, Bo. And, and no, I was just saying with both shows, the matches on, on, the, on these episodes, outside of the main events, nothing else felt really that special. It just felt like anything that would be on a regular episode. Right. And I, I thought this was one of those matches. It was entertaining. It was fun to watch. And if if that's all you, you you're in for that you, you care about, that's yeah. that's great. But um, it was interesting. They followed this up with Joey Janela with Sunny Kiss versus Lance Archer with Jake Roberts. So we had the hint of a snake tonight. We had the sack out there uh, with Jake at ringside. Um, I mean, I thought this was going to be more of a squash. I'm actually interested, uh, or I thought it was interesting how competitive they made this and had Sonny uh, get in a little bit at the end there, still for Lance to pull out a win. Yeah, this this was too competitive. Again, I love watching Lance just throw people around and break them, but <laughs> I just, I don't know. I know Joey Janela. I know his cred is that you know he he's crazy. He'll do anything. He'll jump off of anything. He'll go through anything. He's a deathmatch right. guy, and, and, and that, that takes balls, and it's, a, it's, it's, it's its own slice of pie. Right. But I just the bad boy and, and his appearance. It, it, he just hasn't found it all yet, and and I like that they're trying something with he and Sunny Kiss. But this was 
too competitive. It had a commercial. And oh, by the way, yes. Lance throws him through a table, and then the match continues. Is, of course is, it does. <laughs> and he's working on a little bit. His gear is different. So he's gotten the memo to try to change his look a little bit. It's more flattering what he's wearing. Yes. And, and he's still getting there. He, he is. I, I think because he's such a fan of this business, he's going to keep trying new shit. And something's going to stick for him. Um, I hope he doesn't give up, and I hope the company doesn't give up. I hope they keep giving him these opportunities because he does sell. I like the way he sells. He's got to work on his body a little bit. Even in a non-body generation, he still needs to work on it a little bit. Yeah, you're you're right. His ring gear tonight was more was more appealing than his than his previous stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Lance Archer. I mean, he looked good. I. You he know, always looks good. This is something I criticize WWE for a lot. Is when you start giving a wrestler something, some new a new gimmick, a new character. You know, whether we saw like we saw with Private Party being aligned with Matt Hardy, and then you're just beating him right off the bat. You know, we just saw the Sunny Kiss Joey Janela thing right. starting to come together the last week, and then they kind of get just destroyed uh, by one guy this week. It just kind of um, kills that momentum right off the bat. You know, there's so, a ton of guys that Lance Archer could have destroyed here. That's one of the next question I was going to ask you. Then what do you do? Because eventually the, the rubber's got to meet the road somewhere. Right. Um, even though they can have interesting storylines, I like, like in the Attitude Era, when mm-hmm. Scotty Too Hot, he was doing jobs, but he was entertaining as he was doing jobs. Right. Um, we knew so much about his character and his persona. Um, I think that's okay to do if that's what they're going to use Joey and Sonny for. I'd rather than they not, but I'd rather them be on TV at least. And I want to see the next progression in their storyline, though. That's what I was missing tonight with them. I wanted to see yeah. more what they're doing. Dude, couldn't they shoot like a vignette? Not a vignette, but like, hey, what? Um, I don't know, some some splice and that shows thirty seconds worth maybe of what the hell they did this week or something yeah. that the two doing that were bonding, like the original promo, which was so awesome. That's what I keep going back to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And back with Lance Archer, I'm sure one of our fans can can do the math and find it up. Uh, I'd love to know what the win loss record is of the opponents he's faced because I don't feel that he's beaten because I don't. I think I think he's beaten everybody that's been under 500. <laughs> he needs to beat some. No, absolutely. I, I feel like he, he lost some steam when Cody beat him right off the bat. Yes. And, uh, huh. and, and I think I worry we're going to see that with Brian Cage next week as well. Oh, well, yes, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Hence, why, hence why they just gave him a title. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so uh, speaking of that, we had Taz out to the ring tonight. And uh, before that, we saw Darby Allen practicing with Travis Pastrana, hitting a coffin drop uh, way up high into a foam pit. And uh, then with Taz coming out and I'm bringing back the FTW championship. So Raja, give people an overview of the history of this, uh, yes, this throwback of Taz's FTW belt. Yeah, Taz had that belt. He had that created in, what, 99, I believe, in ECW. And uh, yeah, you know, it's something for the, the ECW fans. It's, it's, a, it's a cool homage. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, in, that, in that sense, I think it's cool. I didn't like that... Tony Khan had said on Twitter that there's going to be a huge announcement from, <laughs> you know, from Taz on this show. He's a mark. Tony's the biggest ECW mark, so in his head, he probably thought it was big. Yeah, Isn't I mean, if he said if he said that he's gonna, there's gonna be something cool coming up. That's one thing. At he least. said he said change the wrestling world. Right. Uh, <laughs> I was and, thinking. And, and, and today on the on the Wink Daily, everybody can hear with me and Nick. And this 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 came out just before we started recording. I said, oh, I hope. I hope Tony and AEW don't Dixie themselves because Dixie right. Carter and TNA used to do this yes. way too much. Yes. I know. 
remember. Yeah, when Dixie had the huge announcement that was going to change everything, it was Tommy Dreamer. And granted, it was supposed to be... <laughs> oh, poor Tommy. Right. <laughs> yeah, no offense to Tommy. That and was that actually... was supposed to be Paul Heyman and things fell apart, but she made the announcement before she could make it happen. <laughs> but, uh, yes. <laughs> I would have popped harder if it was ICP and the oddities getting back together. Uh, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't huge. Yeah, it, it was it, a cool thing, but it, it is it is like an easy protection mechanism because because Moxley's probably yeah, Moxley's healthy enough to wrestle next week, which obviously he is. He's not losing the title, so this is kind of like a way of okay, Cage lost, but he's he's got his own million dollar FTW title here. It's, it's his own <laughs> prop title. Like and that's yeah, exactly why, what it is. Why doesn't everybody have their own title? And it'll be like a power stone that your opponent can defeat you and like take all the belts, and whoever has the most belts is the true champion. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, we got some super chats, Rush. Yeah, uh, sure. Oh, FCW bell. <laughs> uh, f- uh, real quick, uh, Jonathan Prado saying Penta is a main eventer. Push him with oh, the manager. Oh God, yes. Of course he is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Penta is awesome. Um, yes, he is. Charismatic as hell too. Yeah. Uh, Liana Duncan, uh, Leonza Duncan saying, I'm an NXT homer, yep. but AEW won simply because of the eight man tag was damn near perfect for me. Lee versus Cole was a great match and a great moment. Yeah. And we'll he, get to he, that soon. He's right. Leonza is usually, is usually always right, by the way, on his super chats. Yeah. And Joe step, Kafaro is saying, a step behind, uh, Tammy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tammy uh, is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Joe Cafaro saying with the tag division, AEW has Page and Omega should not be anywhere near it. They need to stop stop single top singles guys, and they're wasting yes. them in the tag division. Absolutely, you guys are on fire with great smart ideas. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I thought this match should have been the main event: Young Bucks and FTR versus the Blade, the Butcher, Pentagon Junior, and Phoenix. Yes. Um, the only thing that could have made it better is if we had a little more story momentum. I think with FTR and the Bucks. Bucks. Yeah. But uh, I was surprised that they lost this. I was really surprised the Blade, the Butcher, Phoenix, and Pentagon Jr. got the win here. All right, so this is the dumbest moth of all time that I just killed. Like, he just sat there and just <laughs> let me go to town on him. All right, continue. Sorry. He was, he was, selling, he was selling for you. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even try to move. He was letting you get your he, shit in. He was basking in your greatness. Yes. <laughs> so, Matt, the eight-man tag. Yes. Wax rhapsodic about it for a few minutes. Oh, eight man tag. Um, as as it were, um, it was awesome. This was an A plus plus, obviously. But I, I do agree with what you said, Glenn. I, I wish I saw a bit more interplay there. But it's just like we know where they're going, right? We yeah. know where this is headed. I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm still excited as hell to see that match when it happens. But um, this was good again. But again, Blade. And the butcher or butcher and the blade do not. No offense to them. I just, it's an eyesore. They should not have been in this match. I, I know it sounds terrible, but they should have picked uh, uh, two other people, like a different tag team. Yeah, I know yeah. private private party. Can you imagine if they put them in that match? I know they're not heels, but can you imagine that action? Mm-hmm. And even commentary, kind of like without like expressively burying Butcher and the Blade, even commentary a few times said, "We got three of the best tag teams in the world." In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt, Matt, like, begs the question, Matt. Matt, what was the and best? Will, and and oh, Wilford Brim and Wilford Brimley. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you about diabetes. Um, what Matt do you think was the best multi-man match that you had no business being in? Where you were like, oh, "I'm out of my wow. league here. I shouldn't be in this." 
Good Lord. Uh, take your pick. No. Um, I'm sure something with Brock Benoit, hmm. Kurt Angle, Cena. You know what I mean? Big show. Yeah, yeah. And then, hey, Matt Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this, this was a, I mean this was a really this was a fun match uh, there were some some very innovative spots um, this is a yes. weird thing to, this is a weird thing to say I FTR's ring gear they had a, they had their FTR and the AEW for the revolution ring gear logo and then they had Fighter Fest with FTR out and Fighter highlighted I'm a weird person I like I like to yeah take take notice in ring gear when people have special gear for special shows yes. um, one thing that I called this and Matt, I, I guess you're the most qualified to ask here. They did the spot where uh, with the baby faces, all four of them tag themselves in. And Jr. noted, you technically have ten seconds until you have to, until you're an illegal man. Where they did that, they all tagged in and then they did that sequence of, of offense. A, I've never seen that, and I don't even know if that's technically legal in the wrestling rule book. But B, I find it peculiar that they're letting people go through tables and not calling DQs, but then we're getting as intricate as it's, it's tagging four people in and using a 10 second rule. It was okay. <laughs> the only reason, yes, you're right. It feels like, yes, you're correct. However, I still like that if you're going to highlight tag rules, that was cool. I thought I, I like oh, that, yeah. but don't. So didn't AEW have different rules at first, though? I could have sworn they had a 20-second count when they first opened up for business. Don't you guys remember this? Where where they ta- where they were doing tag matches, I think it was the Bucks for somebody, and they were giving them 20 seconds, hmm. and the commentators were talking, this is why our show's different. I could have sworn they gave them more time. So tonight, I was like, I know they were doing 10 seconds. Do they even do count-outs? Do, do they count when they're outside the ring? They very loose. Sometimes they do. If, they if, pantomime if, it. I don't really notice it. Yeah, they. <laughs> they. I mean, I, and I know behind the scenes. I know it's kind of like their mission. They don't want to have a lot of DQF finishes. I know they try to right, give you a winner, right. which which I, 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 I can appreciate to an extent, especially when you see the amount of screwy finishes that WWE tries to worm the way out of. But yeah, like it, I, I don't, regardless, it was a very there was a lot of cool spots that was unique. I had never seen that where four guys all tagged each other in, and then they had a cool sequence of offense after it. So yeah, I, you know, I don't. I don't want to make it sound like I'm crapping on AEW tonight because I thought AEW had a very entertaining show. Like I thought it was easy to watch from top to bottom. My my problem with this eight man tag match was not the match itself. I thought the action was great. You can't go wrong with these guys. My thing right. is this FTR Young Bucks thing is getting watered down every week. That's it, that was almost <laughs> like a dream match, and by having them team together. Yeah. Nothing really happens. It would be like, and granted, this is a huge exaggeration, but like when Rick, when Hulk Hogan went to WCW, and if they right off the bat had Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair on the same team, and then they lose, you know, from a storyline perspective, these guys shouldn't be touching until it's time to do the big angle, and then you build to the big match. Sorry, sorry, uh, Justin. Go ahead. Bro. Well, I, I, and Raj, I can see that to a point. But I, I guess I'll counter with the one wild card, which is if they can immediately get a live gate for it. See, but I knew you, I should have talked in front of you. That's what I was going to say. That they're saving <laughs> it for a live gate. I'm stealing it back. But then you can still <laughs> keep them apart. You could have them doing their separate things and then, you know, getting to it. Or you huh. could have held off FTR's debut uh, until you're getting closer to, to having a live gate. Because it could be, be a long time uh, before there, there be is. A, there has to be a reason for this. It can't, they can't possibly. I don't want to say be stupid or dumb or whatever. I don't want to say that. But they can't. There has to be something we're missing here, because um, anybody in the business would get this and say, "Keep them the hell away from each other for as long as possible, and build it, and build it, and build it." Right. So, I so I, I'm sure we're missing something. That's why I always like to wait through and see where these storylines take. The storyline takes us. 
And it kind of seems like they're building to a three-way with FTR, uh, Omega, and Page, and, and the Young Bucks. And if that's the first match, again, I think you're you're taking away the drama from the Young Bucks uh, and FTR. That's the closest yeah. thing to a dream match that AEW has or, in a weird way right now. Is that something to do with their contract, maybe? That they're not under a long-term deal, maybe? Maybe. Parents? Maybe that's what they wanted. Maybe Raj, they wanted to come in and just do it. Raj, didn't they... S- <laughs> Wasn't there a news story a few weeks ago that like they have like some freedom, like they're not necessarily long term bound to AEW? That's what they said. I think they said that on Jim Cornette's podcast that they yeah. they weren't tied to a deal. I have a hard time believing that. Um, All the more reason you'd think AEW would make sure they got them versus Bucks out of the way in case they bailed and went somewhere else, right? Right. I, I mean, I feel like with this, with uh, breaking up Page and Omega, there's a lot of stuff that feels like they're they're moving through clay in slow motion on these storylines. Yeah, yeah you, and you don't want to lose too much momentum while you're doing that. I understand wanting to save Omega and Page in the breakup for when you have a crowd, mm-hmm. and, and you know uh, FTR and the Young Bucks and and MJF and Moxley, but it's it's looking like it might not happen anytime soon. And you, you, they're losing momentum. I mean, granted, they did better last week, but last week was a heavily hyped show, right. um, and it still didn't do as good as it did uh, just a couple of weeks prior. So I, I think you're going to have to start pulling the trigger on some of these angles. To that point, Michael Cesar's Super Chat $2, I think it's, or is it safe to assume fans will not return in 2020? It's looking like it. Where are we at? July, August, September, October. That could be a safe assumption, yeah. That's what it's kind of looking like. Uh, Antoine Fair $2 saying he thought he was our favorite. He needs to step it up. Antoine, you're my favorite still. Uh, Antoine's definitely up there. Antoine's up there. We We should have a bracket ranking for the for the chat. Yeah, John Jordan with a good point here. AEW win-loss records are already stale. Five hundred ish records do favors for nobody, and nature of the biz dictates way more of that than anything dominant. And that is true. There's just a lot of people whose win-losses are, are yeah, they're they're just fifty-fifty, which is something we used to always criticize WWE about. Yeah, is that the guy didn't have to walk out there with fifty-fifty booking? <laughs> yeah, right across. on the screen. Right, yeah. and it's not week after week. It's not like it, you know. The one guy beats the one guy this week, and then the next week they just trade wins right away. But uh, by having guys lose right off the bat, they are hurting, you know, uh, the momentum of, mm-hmm. of some of their stars. You know, uh, Lance Archer and, and uh, Brody League right off the bat. DJ Brian C two dollars saying Jericho and Cassidy team Mimosa. I think uh, they should do that for at least a week after okay. this tonight. Leonza Duncan saying I killed a fly the same way, Matt. Um, and let's see what else we got here in the super chats. Uh, we're never going to get through the show. Ryan L299 <laughs> saying Rock and Cena tagged up at Survivors. Yeah, 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 but Ryan, that was in 2012. And earlier that year, Rock and Cena at oh least finally, ha- finally had their head to head match. They at least had their singles match first before. T- right. So. Okay, so let's go to next on the card. And uh, we saw Big Swole outside. She was uh, blocked from entering the building for kidnapping Britt Baker. Um, it was funny. It was a good storyline. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Kenzie Page and Kylene King. Kylin King. Um, not as much of a squash as I would have thought. This went a Ky- little longer. Kylene Kylie King is it? She's got a she's got a little bit of a look to her. Right? Yeah, she's she's tall, athletic. Maybe they can do something with her instead of just presenting her as a jobber every time they put her out. What what's up with the? Uh, Abaddon, I was thinking about this the other day. Remember how impressed us yes. and the internet and everyone was? Huge for her, yeah. I mean, that was so well done. Like this, this is nuts that this was the presence of uh, the women's division tonight on AEW. 
Touche. Is yeah. Abaddon, is she from um, QT Marshall's school? No, she's from uh, Colorado. She's out by okay. you. Okay. Because I know, you know, a lot of the QT Marshall students have not been traveling because QT Marshall was potentially exposed to COVID. Mm. And so he hadn't been on the show the last couple of weeks and his students hadn't as well. But well, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure well, about that. I also wonder, she made a big, she what? made a big, she made a big debut. Um, you know, impact on us, but then I think they, they followed up with having all these tape. They, they already had these fighter fest and things planned. So I just think I, we'll probably see her next week. Yeah. Hope so. Uh, so tonight, Hope so. Uh, Nyla announced that she's getting a manager to be determined. Love that. You yeah. know, she could talk great smack. This is good for her. Think it's going to be uh, Kia Kong coming in? No, you do not put a monster with a monster. I thought Kia couldn't wrestle right now for some reason. But then she, she won't yeah. be as big as impressive. No. Okay. Okay. Who would you have manager if she's going to bring in like a? That would be. Listen to me. That would be like WWE being so stupid. In a million years, they would never do this, right? But let's play and pretend that okay. they would. Okay. That would be like they called up Matt Morgan, right? And they put him in the ring in his very first appearance of SmackDown with Big Show. That would never happen. <laughs> that would never happen. Big Show as your manager. <laughs> You're killing my joke. But my first appearance of SmackDown was with Big Show oh, in the ring. Sorry. See, Sorry. thought you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you as Big Show's manager would be would be funny because it could be like Matt, you're you're so big. Why, why, why aren't you competing? And you say, well, when a guy looks like me, he doesn't have to fight. Just standing there is enough. Yeah. No, it's stupid. When you have a monster, you do not put another monster okay. with them. That's stupid. I could yeah. see like I could see like a Vicky Guerrero. I was she's just a, about to show some a, of these chants. Yeah, she's, uh, a chat. she's a heat magnet. So, yeah. Oh, Vicky Guerrero. Said, uh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah, Vicky guys, would be good. Call. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Uh, All good calls. Yeah. <laughs> Nelson. Script films. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought three hours for WWE is too long. Two hours is too short for AEW. Through three hours is too long. Two hours is too short for AEW. needs to go three hours. I think, I, yeah, that would be a big mistake. But I would, uh, Personally, I would like it. But I watch Dark. I watch AEW Dark. So maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the ratings, their ratings have been dropping in that second hour pretty consistently for a while now. So that that would just hurt their numbers overall. I don't care. I want I want entertainment. <laughs> right now, they all spend money, Justin, to tell you you're wrong okay. <laughs> about what? <laughs> well, what? Just in general. <laughs> Anyone in, not in super chats in life, if you want to like Venmo me a couple bucks to tell me I'm wrong, that's fine. Okay, you know, yeah. Get it out, and vent. Um, <laughs> But uh, you Mrs. Rubenstein, Mrs. You're Rubenstein welcome. signing up right now. You're welcome, Raj. I just got you a few more bucks there. <laughs> My wife tells me I'm wrong all the time for free. Oh. Um, don't get paid for that. Uh, anyhow, um, we have, saw Cole Cabana backstage. Uh, then we had SCU versus the Dark Order, Brody Lee, Grayson, and Colt Cabana with <laughs> uh, Colt getting the win here. This was good. I like the inner cult storyline here, I'll be honest. It's interesting. It's intriguing to me. Yeah. Um, and then we were already... Uh, well, they announced Fight for the Fall next week. It's kind of cool doing like these events back-to-back. Uh, Why are they all called Fight? Well, it is professional wrestling, man. One, well, one was well. Last year they did it a month apart, and and I'm guessing they probably were going to this year is my guess, and they did it back to back because Moxley, you know, that match fell apart. They wanted to give it something special, so you know they named it. You know, they decided to move it up. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that'll be a big match, Moxley and Brian Cage. 
ratings too. Really well. Ratings too, I think, is a reason to give them these gimmick uh, shows too. Maybe. Yeah, Ryan L. That is true. Uh, Rock versus Cena at Survivor Series was first. But they weren't together every week, and and I, I agree. I wouldn't have done that either. I wouldn't have had them. Oh, I said 2012. It was 2011. Yeah, I was there too. Why did I get that wrong? Fuck. <laughs> um, and then Man, the a lot of people are paying to say that you're wrong. Uh, oh, Raj, you found a new gimmick. I know. That, that is our society we live in. <laughs> uh, so then we have the main event: Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. Closing out the show tonight, and this was a rare week where an AEW went a minute or two longer than NXT. Yes. Um, but yeah, like we talked about earlier, Orange Cassidy kind of broke character a lot through this match. He um, had I mean, to, though. He had yeah. To. If you're gonna pull this, little... kind... I'm sorry. If you're gonna pull this kind of time out, of Orange Cassidy, that's this is what has to happen. But this is where rubber meets the road. What are you supposed to do? Have a two minute ma- like he <sighs> he can't wrestle that long and not be able to go like that. Because look what I just criticized him for. Going halfway through the match and stopping the middle of his comeback and going back to his hands in his pockets, doing the stupid kicks on the shins, and it didn't work. Also, here's my thought, Matt. Tell me what you think of this. This is the company that brought us those great matches that went out into the concourse. We had the stadium stampede. It felt like to have it be more of a straight match okay. when there's been so much comedy in the buildup, I felt like this was kind of a lackluster payoff to two of the larger two of the largest characters in all of professional wrestling to wow. just have a relatively straightforward wow. match. Wow. Wow. That's very big praise. But they are, um, right? All of One. professional wrestling? Right One. currently? All of One AEW, is. yeah. One no, I'm t- well, Jericho's a superstar. Orange Cassidy is a fan favorite. I'm saying to put them in a straightforward match tonight, this I don't think played to their strengths. No. It doesn't. I, you, I didn't even think of it that way at first, Glenn, but you're right. If they did like a, uh, a false count anywhere, yeah. I could see Orange Cassidy not even taking his damn jacket off until like halfway through it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And wearing his glasses, not coming off to like halfway through it and, and doing like Jericho charges at him with a flying form. He just simply ducks Jericho's form, goes flying through like the wall in the locker room or something. And he just yeah. slowly ducks out of the way. Like little stupid stuff like that. Yeah, I just thought it could have been a little more entertaining to play to their strengths rather than give us a relatively straightforward match. Justin. Yeah, this was more straightforward. This was this was way more of a normal re- a pro wrestling match than I expected. Um, Matt's completely right about that, that that interrupting his own comeback. Orange Cassidy, that is. Uh, I I think that um, I, 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 obviously the original plan probably for night two here was to have the Moxie match. So Moxie can't yeah. go, so you have to shuffle things. As we said earlier, I think it would have been better to put the eight-man tag in the spot because at the end of the day, nothing like I, I was okay going into this for these last few weeks with this being the main event because I kept saying I figured okay yeah. here's 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 a here's a segue to have Tyson come back and get involved and keep that stuff with Jericho going or or maybe Orange Cassidy gets the win you know and 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 get some you know Jericho slips on the banana peel but none of that happened I mean yeah Orange Cassidy I guess gets some wrestling credibility but is that is that what he, really what you tune in to see Orange Cassidy have is 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 in false finishes so. As a main event, yeah, this I think NXT beat it again, and I think NXT is going to win again, like I said last week, by a narrow margin. I just don't think this holds up in the, as a main event. Oh, yeah, this I, is I'm sorry. Oh, oh sorry, go ahead. Uh, Anthony Gumi has a good point. Like, this felt like an angle more for Darby Allen in this match than Orange Cassidy in terms of playing to strengths. Like, this was not, I think, all it could have been. That's my point. Yeah, I, I, I brought this up earlier. Orange Cassidy's match with Pac, I thought that was perfect how they did it because Orange Cassidy got to do a lot of what makes him special. But his cool stuff, his hands in his pockets when he does the flip out of the ring. 
the Shin stuff should be a comedy thing at the beginning, not when he's been getting killed, you know, most of the match. But what this match felt like was Jericho versus a, a talented cruiserweight who can wrestle and who can definitely work. But all the specialness of Orange Cassidy seemed to be, and again, I got to watch it again because I was focusing more on Keith Lee versus Adam Cole. But all the stuff that seems to make Orange Cassidy spe- special seemed to be missing from this match. And last, and last thing with this match, when he does do the shin thing in the comeback, I get that he tried to make it a big deal because after he does the three shin kicks, he actually did a super kick to Jericho's face, which is, a, which is, which is, which is fine for what it is, but that should have been like at the start of the match. The start of the match should have been him doing what annoys Jericho, shin, 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 and then when Jericho thinks it's going to be another kick to the shin, boom, you give him a, an actual super kick. I wish that would have been there versus, again, as Matt's highlighted, it was way out of place. It stopped all the momentum. Also, I don't think they've done this in AEW yet, but when Santana threw a bunch of orange juice in Orange Cassidy's face, that should have powered him up and backfired and given him the win. (laughs) I don't know about that. But that's what they always (laughs) did in his previous matches, is he would drink the orange juice and then get the boost. The goofiness, you got to have it stop at the main event level. I don't know. Yes, tell that to the Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania. No goofiness. That wasn't the main event. Wasn't it? No. Should Drew versus uh, Brock was the main event that night. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> yeah, but still. Uh, <laughs> that was Fighter Fest. Let's talk about some AEW. Or some NXT, rather, tonight. Opening with the street fight, Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim. Matt, what? let me ask you this about Mia Yim's hair. If Mia Yim... Like uh, dubbed herself the blueprint because of the blue hair. Do you think she's more deserving of the of the the moniker than Sasha Banks? Why? Just just I occurred to me. I was like, they both have blue hair. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. You know? <laughs> no, because if you are the blueprint, you're not the blueprint because you're blue. You're the blueprint because you're saying you're the blueprint of the perfect fill in the blank. You know what I mean? Whatever that person's trying to be. I was the blueprint of the perfect giant 2.0. Yes. Um. So whatever she's shooting for, being the blueprint, right? Yes. I think Glenn was trying to. I think Glenn was trying to stir you up there, Matt. Matt, what would you what would you do if you heard that Sasha got upset with Mia Yim calling herself the blueprint if she did? <laughs> <laughs> a trolling, a trolling, we would go. <laughs> That'd be an angle. That'd be a good angle. No. <laughs> This match was fire, though. This opening match, yeah, this it was, was awesome. And, and again, so in my opinion, Sasha right now is the uh, the most intriguing female wrestler to me right now. Yeah, I agree. Right now, yep. But and I, Mia Mia Yim in real life, love her to death. That woman has paid her dues for quite yes. a long time. Happy to see her doing good. Yeah, as much as I've had my criticism for NXT, you know, over the the oh. past year. Um, they are doing the best job with building the women right now, and they're oh doing the best job for building new stars with Karrion Cross, and we'll get to it, uh, mm-hmm. Santos Escobar. So uh, they're doing better than any other show right now. They are. Yeah, I love this street fight to open up the show. Candice LeRae getting the win here. Uh, this was good stuff, and this was good counter-programming. Again, you open with this, oh. and you got that tag match on AEW. Like, my eyes were glued to NXT for the first second. Same here. And that finished the whole whole street fight was good, but that finished doing the the what you call it on one of the pile of chairs. I mean, it was just a just such a good match to watch. Yeah, I'm really curious about the ratings this week. My my prediction was that AEW will win the first hour and NXT wins the second hour big, 
and NXT wins overall, but we'll see. Hey, Raj, by AEW going over by a minute or two, which they did tonight, which I don't normally do, is that is that any way give them some kind of advantage in the overall viewership? Uh, it, it does, because it, it, they, they do tie in the overrun, so whatever those those viewers are get get tied into the uh, overall number. That's why NXT, their, their, their it, number was up a little when they had the overall. But does it go towards AEW's second hour number, or, or does it show like a third hour number? It goes towards the final number, uh, I guess, towards the second hour. Um, but when you break it down by the quarter, and now uh, you know the quarters are usually posted, uh, you can see what the realistic number is. Because the reason I ask is because Jericho and Cassie, because of their promo segment, had that worst quarter hour ever. I was wondering if they were trying to give themselves a little cheat by going a few minutes over to get extra numbers. Yeah, it, it's definitely possible. At this point, who knows? Um, Bronson Reed versus Tony Nese. Mm. Eh. Yeah, I know. It was there. Like, I understand there has to be a cool down, but yeah, I was flipping the channel at this point. So this is two weeks in a row. NXT does a good job of putting a good popcorn match up second. They do it every time. Um, I hate the name Bronson Reed. Just putting it out there. He kind of reminds me of Bull Dempsey, too, where I just don't see him going far uh, on on the main roster. Bronson also not great as a first name. It makes me think of Bronson Pinchot more than Charles Bronson. (laughs) Makes me see. Okay. I'm Charles Bronson. Yeah, Yeah, as a last name. Bronson is a last name. As a first name, it's just not the same. Bronson Reed sounds like a left-handed reliever coming out of the bullpen. It oh does. my! It yeah. totally does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of these super chats, real quick. Uh, Julius Junior Carter saying the problem with AEW is that they don't have a big guy babyface, so they can have a storyline with the big guy heel. Uh, Rusev would be perfect for that job. Huh. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Sumed saying that the difference for me personally going into the two main events was wanting to know how the match played out between Jericho and Omega versus wanting to know only the result of Cole versus Lee. And he's asking, are Cole and Undisputed Era going to SmackDown? Oh, God, I hope Cole does not go with the Undisputed Era because I think they're doomed from the start if they do. I agree. I'd be shocked if he goes with all with those guys. Yeah, as soon as Vince sees this group of small guys, Adam Cole gets lumped <laughs> in with them. It's it's going to be bad for him. Adam Cole, on his own, has a much better chance. Of, yeah, of if it's all of them, Vince is going to seem like the Spirit Squad 2.0. And, and some <laughs> fan right now is going, what are you talking about? What are with the Radicals? The Radicals were jacked. Yeah. yeah. And they were just coming fresh off of WCW. And really, Radicals got big once they split up. And the best thing I think Adam Cole has going for him, besides his obvious charisma and body of work, but if you're talking about, like, okay, like has Vince watched every one of Adam Cole's NXT matches? No. But the best thing that's going for him is that Shawn Michaels at Triple H, especially Shawn Michaels, has been very vocal yeah. about, like, being huge supporters of Adam Cole. So if you can get a Shawn Michaels to pull events aside and say, this is somebody you need to take an extra look of oh, precaution with. He will. Yeah. yeah. He will. I guarantee it. And one more thing about the Radicals, they were jobbed out their first night. Well, they lost their match, but they made a statement, their first appearance. Yeah, and then remember they had three matches on SmackDown, they lost them all? Benoit lost to Triple H. uh, I'll be honest, I don't remember them losing. I'm sure they did if you said it. Yeah. But history-wise, I don't remember that. I remember them being, feel like a big deal, though. Yeah. Yeah, they... And they, well, yeah, their their first night that they wrestled, they all lost, and then Eddie got injured, and and it was off to a rough start. But then, yes, they they got all became huge stars. Well, uh, Benoit and Eddie became huge stars. I was gonna say, I don't know if Saturn would <laughs> be classified as a yeah. huge star. Saturn, Malenko, D- not D- so much. D- Dean did on his own level the heavyweight championship for a little bit. 
a little bit, not to their level. So Robert Stone trying to recruit Shotzi Blackheart backstage. Uh, Killian Dane beating Stone up. Shotzi running over Robert Stone with her tank. This was funny. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Robert Stone just becoming the whipping boy of NXT. But that's kind of the the gimmick, though, right? I mean, it is. No, I don't really get it because Robert Stone's got you know he's got a little size, he's got a good physique, and that's I don't why, get I, why he's I, in that I, role. Yeah, I think so much of me resists it. Yeah, because of that, because he is good. Well, Raj, we talked about it last week when you saw Robert Stone in that match, and he had his shirt off, and you could see his. His physical appearance, he's in phenomenal shape. It's like yeah. this guy, this guy, you know, I, I buy him if he's being a whipping boy, if he has like a beer belly gut and he's like, I don't know, right. but he, he's in great shape. So it's like, why is this guy being, you know, you know, being beat up by the women too? Right. I mean, I could see Drake, like a Drake Maverick, even though Drake Maverick's in great shape as well, but just because he is smaller, I could see someone like that in that role. But Robert Stone just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I thought this was a solid but kind of underrated match. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Isaiah Swerve Scott tonight. This was pretty good. Just think where it was at in the card and maybe something was going on with yeah, AEW. No, this was, the this eight, was good. This yeah, was the eight-man eight was going on in AEW at the same time. So. But th- this yeah. match was good. If you watch this match separately, you're going to like it. So if you guys rewind it, get a chance to go back, go watch it. It was good. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch it. I agree. Swerve, Swerve, Swerve is re- – I like him. Well, we got a video package for Tegan Knox versus NXT Women's Champion Shirai. Their championship match will be next Wednesday night. Uh, Brazongo and Drake Maverick versus uh, Legado del Fantasma. Uh, this is the most interested I've been in a six-man tag in quite some time. What did you think of uh, Drake and Brazongo wrestling together, Matt? Loved it. Um, this was a great six-man. You're right. Yeah. This was a fun six-man. I enjoyed it. Um, I hate the name uh, of the other group, but still... The, the the work was awesome. Storytelling was good. Um, funny as well at times. Yes. What is the name of the group again? El El, El Fantasmo, Fantasmo, Fantasmo. <laughs> no, Legado like El... Legado del Fantasma. That means uh, the legacy. Okay. Delgado means from the. I thought. No, Del. I'm making things up. Don't listen to me. <laughs> so especially le- legacy of the ghost would be the exact translation. Huh. Oh, but. If- of course it does. <laughs> um, Legacy of the Ghost sounds like an awesome emo band from like 2004. Breathe, to, I, to me, no, Breeze no, Ango, no pop, Bre- no pop for that. <laughs> no pop. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Breezango just feel, feels like uh, something from yesteryear that it's a gimmick that's just dead now. Um, <laughs> you didn't think but, it was funny with Drake being in it? I No, I like Drake. And, and I like Drake's character. Uh, I don't... I don't like Brizango. I'd like. I'd, oh. I'd much rather they do something else. I don't mind them really? tagging together, but I just find the whole Brizango. You don't. <laughs> you don't think. You don't think that they could. Yeah, go over here. Stop that. Uh, what are you going to tell them? Um, I thought that they. I thought <laughs> they do I, something else. Go I, volunteer I, and build houses in Haiti. Do something go, else. Go mop floors. Get out yeah. of here. Get yeah. out of your own segment. Wait, no, seriously. Uh, Drake, I think, adds to him. I think he gives them new life. I think it brings Drake down. I feel like Drake's been getting some it momentum. Does. It definitely does. I'll agree to that. Yes. But the backstage stuff that they could shoot with them, I'm look, I, that's what I'm looking forward to the most, if I'm being honest. 
Yeah, I just think they need to move on. I'm again resigning. I'm not saying they should be fired. Maybe turn heel. Maybe do something else. Maybe split. You know, split up and team with yeah. different people. Yeah. What What worries me is that like Tyler Breeze at one point was one of the hot acts in NXT, and then it was a big deal when he went to Raw or SmackDown and did the selfie intro. Uh, I mean, I like it. Fandango was a big deal. His song was on the iTunes charts. He beats Chris Jericho at a WrestleMania debut. So, like, you have two guys who are, like, such focal points and could be, like, the future stars. They eventually just dropped into obscurity. It did some funny stuff online if you get to watch it with the fashion files and all. But, like, wow. so it worries me that Drake, and Drake's a comedy guy. He can be. So he fits with them in that regard. But it worries me that Drake's going to fall into obscurity. Yeah. <laughs> well, He's never going to be. Um, I love Drake. He's a personal friend, but he's never going to be uh, vying for the World Heavyweight Championship or Intercontinental Championship or Tag Team Championship. It's always going to be in a comedy bit role because he's incredible at it. Yeah, but I think when you're, he's just coming off of having his head slammed in concrete just a couple weeks ago. Like, not yet. You know, still keep that edge on Drake. Have him out for revenge. Okay. Don't have him doing comedy stuff with Breezango just yet. Yeah, he should be really pissed at, you know, uh, Santos see what, Escobar. See what mileage you can get out of him with this type of seriousness, and then always right. you can put him back in that. I got gotcha. you. Exactly, yeah. Especially when you have the Cruiserweight titles. Get the mileage and get out of him having, like, great one-on-one matches, and then when you feel like you kind of reach a limit, then, then you can recycle and let them chase our truth around. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so Fantasma one, we got Mackenzie Mitchell backstage with Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano celebrating their wins tonight. I'm talking about how they're the best power couple in NXT in the whole world. And, uh, then we got a video package for Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eckner of Imperium. And Justin, the video was presented by Mountain Dew. You want to put Mountain Dew over something like you did last week? No, but it wasn't. Uh, who else was putting over? It wasn't. Dom- it was the Dominoes. Who else was helping us have these commercial free matches? No, <laughs> Manscaped, right? That was well done. <sighs> um, and that's all I could think about tonight. I was like, oh, we should start recapping the commercials. Some some weeks those are more entertaining than uh, the wrestling. At least on Monday nights. Um, Saturday night's main event. They used to have the Mountain Dew Slam of the night. Yeah, I can't believe Vince hasn't sold out and and put a sponsor logo on the ring mat. I, that's been impressive that he never he never did that. Never. Never. So Mercedes Martinez tonight versus Santana Garrett. Mercedes getting a pretty easy win. Uh cool entrance. Matt, what'd you think? Awesome. And I know both girls. I'm not saying it's a big song of Mark. I'm saying because I I the friends with both. Both are excellent talents. Happy to see uh Mercedes get her just due. I just like I was saying earlier, this is another one. She's paid a deuce for so many years. Yeah, um, happy to see her get a big to do entrance too, man. So I hope they have big plans for her because she can go. No, that she looked really good. Um, I, I will got... say this: I just hope they are not dropping the ball on Santana Garrett either, because I think because she has she's a... she does, yes, she does. Yeah. She's big time baby face potential, huge. Yeah, and she and she looks she looks awesome. She looks like a star. Yep. And they keep kind of putting her in that enhancement talent role. So I hope yeah. it's not like where they have her too pegged. Long. Yeah. Hopefully but it's not too much longer. Could you tell the difference though, Matt, like side by what? side between her and then uh, the girl that Abaddon beat that was dressed like a magician? They yeah, look right. very similar. Tonight I was confused for a moment. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> I said her earlier, the tall girl, right? The yeah. G- the- uh, Kay- uh, gosh, what was her name? Was it Kaylin? Very similar look. I thought I thought uh, uh, Santana did magic 
was my original impression of her her gimmick. Uh, but I agree, she's talented. But yes, I think Anna uh, J. Thank you, Michael. She just needs a little more to stand out. But those look good for Mercedes tonight. Uh, we got a video package for Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest. Um, and Which I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad Priest is getting to be a babyface. Yeah, Priest is someone I see doing well on the main roster. Absolutely. And then we had the winner takes all match. NXT North American champion Keith Lee versus NXT champion Adam Cole. And the spoilers were true with Keith Lee getting the win tonight, holding both belts as we went off the air with Karrion Cross and Scarlett watching from a room up high. Uh, but Matt, what'd you think of the match tonight? Awesome. Loved it. Loved it. It's very good. Yeah. Very I mean, good match. I mean, obviously it was a big thing this past week. You know, the, the spoiler was out there because some dumb, dumb talent put the photo <laughs> on their Instagram story. Uh, they're, they're, they're lucky they're six, eight and they're in their, they're, they're lucky they're six, eight. Um, yeah, but this is still a great match. And, and, you know, and some people wonder what this had the Mick Foley effect of knowing it's going to happen. Do you tune in even more? I don't know. We'll see the numbers, but this is just, these two guys are, their offensive moves for what they are for this. I mean, Adam Cole is, is is really good at what he does. Keith Lee for what he. I mean, Keith Lee did a moonsault from the second rope. I mean, this is a guy who's yeah. who's who's three thirty easily and and weight. Uh, I don't know how tall he is, but like, I don't. It, this is a impressive match. Again, if you missed some of it because you were watching AEW or whatever, go back and watch this match. Uh, yes, the, it was out there, but it was still a great match, and you still saw the emotion. What that leaked photo couldn't tell you was the emotion. When Keith Lee hits his finisher and does the one, two, three, and the look on his face, the emotion he had, it felt like a holy hell, this guy just won the world title and he's going to Disney World. Yeah, it was awesome. I I think Keith Lee has improved a lot over the last year. He used to do a ton of moves every match a year ago, and now I feel like him picking his spots, they stand out a lot more, and he works like a big guy now. So where his his size, you know, is uh, is what what's special, is one of the things that's special about him, and he uses it effectively now. So when he does those big moves, it really stands out. So I think Keith Lee, he just feels like he's on the verge of something huge. I think this is just another step in that direction. They've been booking him great. And... Uh, <laughs> when, did say, when did I say main roster? I heard it. Yeah, I heard it too. I, wait, wait, no, when did I say main roster? For who? <laughs> who did I, I heard it? He's saying admit it. There is a main roster, and there is. No, he's saying I just admitted. When, I didn't say main roster. I did not utter those words. Pay more money to tell. Exactly. Exactly. Put put your money where your supposed uh, ears are for what I said. I did not. uh, That is not in my vernacular to say main roster. (laughs) He doesn't even say the word separately. You know, in in baseball, that's a lineup. Uh, You know, the main events, the closing match. He doesn't even use the word separate. Yeah. Justin Lopez saying, since Survivor Series, no one in WWE has been, has been booked better than Keith Lee. They aren't messing around with that dude. Um, he's someone I can <laughs> see Vince really uh, really pushing to the moon once once he gets him. Uh, him and Brock did really well. Or, excuse me, him and Roman in Survivor Series. And then, yeah, the Bro- the way Brock sold Keith at the Royal Rumble when he was like, who's this big MFer? I mean, right. That's a huge, huge. Yes. And I think the, wor- the more Keith works like Brock and the less like uh, a cruiserweight, uh, the more impressive he'll be. And I think that he'll stand out a lot more to someone like Vince doing that. Yeah. No, Damian Priest. Was it Damian Priest? You said something about him being on the main roster, uh, Justin? Oh, you said he's going to do great on the main roster, and I agreed with you. Oh, God damn it. 
I still didn't speak the words. Utter. You didn't utter them. I didn't utter the words. Justin Andrus, agree with Raj Keithley's a star in the making. If your gentleman could pick one guy for him to feud with in main roster, who would you select? Brock. I'm not answering. <laughs> Brock, yeah. Brock would be Absolutely. awesome. Great setup question, though, because I didn't even pick up on that. Justin, if he answered, he would have been agreeing. <laughs> I'm on the lookout for these tricks now. I do got to say, Karrion Cross, looking, you know, watching from up up high. Yeah. Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee. That could be a big match. And I'm, I'm assuming that's what they're going to do at TakeOver SummerSlam weekend. That could be awesome. And you could buy Cross beating him, and that's the that's then the uh, exit for, for, for Lee to move side to side to a different show. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think it's too soon to beat Lee. I don't think you want to beat him right after he just won the title. Yeah. But do you want to see Cross get pinned? Nope. Ugh. Nope. Looking themselves into a corner. Yep. But that's uh, probably what it'll end up being is Lee beating Cross. And then down the road, Cross beats Lee. And then Lee goes to the main roster. <laughs> <laughs> Gets called up. Yeah. Steve Marcuccioli, Buck 99. If Tessa signs, does she get an NXT run to start? Wait, what? I think Is so. This, did she get signed? No, no, if she signs. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, I think he's asking, does does she go to NXT first before the main roster or directly to the main roster? Oh, definitely, to check her ego. Absolutely. Now you're just yeah. screwing with me, Rob. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. Yes, definitely, because they're going to want to check her ego. They're gonna, I bet you they make her go to a practice or something like that, too, even. They're yeah. going to check her ego, and she's going to be smart. She's going to get through it. She's going to be there, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dream the dream booking guy in me pictures, you know, Flair. Tessa signing when they're, they got fans in the stands again. Charlotte's in the ring, and Tessa's music hits, and she comes out and confronts her. But Question, I don't know if well, enough people well, know well, Tessa, well, though. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, I don't think enough fans will know her. I don't. But yeah. they'll get there. They'll get there. Glenn, since when could you change my graphic? I just learned I could. Kronoshaw <laughs> <laughs> uh, saying cross with that hitman look at the end was good. I think he looked like a million bucks at the end. That was a fantastic way to uh, he always does. tease that. He always, he always does. Then it, dude, they've done a good job of making him look and feel like such a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this was good tonight. I think... Um, NXT to me felt like it paid off the promise more. I think that Fighter Fest, I think last week was better than what we saw tonight. Yeah, I don't think Fighter Fest progressed anything. Yeah, really. But Fighter Fest tonight, for my my money, yeah, the whole show was better than what it hmm. was last week. Yeah. Um, main event was I hate saying it, but it was weak compared to what we saw on NXT. I think I NXT. Like- I think NXT would do. About the same numbers they did last week, high seven hundred thousand of viewership, and I think they're going to beat AEW again. Again, it won't be by a they won't thump AEW, but they'll beat them by fifty or sixty thousand. See, I think I think NXT is going to be in the eight hundreds, and and they'll beat AEW again. I agree with the eighteen to forty nine. It might be a narrow AEW win, but I think it'll be one of the closest margins yet. Uh we'll see. I mean, I think last week having Sasha Banks really helped NXT. I'll be can't wait to see the numbers. Uh, right. Speaking of ratings, Monday night, Raw. Second lowest rating? 
Second lowest rating. It was an interesting trend, though. And Raj, you had a great tweet, so I'll let you kind of take it from here. But it was interesting. It wasn't just a straight from hour one to hour three dip. There was actually an increase from hour one to hour two. Yeah, it was like a 3% increase from hour one to hour two, which was the biggest hour one to hour two increase this year. And then the hour one to hour three rating also was uh, it was a, a much smaller dip uh, than you normally see. So people tuned in later and they stuck around. And it, it seems like that Bailey versus Asuka main mm-hmm. event kind of helped viewers there in that main event. Although yeah, so. that opening with Heath was so good. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, people just it's that first hour was the lowest rated first hour ever. In the show's history, so he's so. probably not getting rehired off. Well, no, it's I don't think it's that. It's just people no. didn't tune in till later. Yeah, um, they, maybe they didn't know he was coming too. Maybe. They, yeah, they right. didn't. It was. Yeah, I mean, I I think that was I, compelling. That was compelling television. There's no. I thought it was great. Just, it it was disputing that. It was. I, I remember watching that. I was like, man, I wish he, I wish Heath had an arena full of people because they would be oh, so yeah. with him emotionally on what he was doing there. Yeah. Um, actually, it, if they if they would have, I, I know I think PW Insider had reported earlier that day that Heath was there and going to be on the show. But it, I, I think if WWE would have said something on their social media officially, like, oh, my God, release superstar Heath Slater's in the building, I think that might have helped because you would have been like, well, what the hell's going on? Uh, yeah, or I, I, if they even just said a, 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 a superstar you haven't seen in a while will be returning tonight, you know, have that mystery. Well, that that would do better because if you if you did advertise Heath, I hate saying it. Um, you would assume he was just coming back to do a job. We would not; none of us would have guessed right. he would have been a, a, that passion a promo that he was able to go out and, and cut. True, and, you know. True. If they would have been as bold, as bold to say. Somebody who was released from the company a few months ago is 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 here tonight. We're not sure with what his live, business is. With a live mic, guaranteed yeah. a live mic. Oh yeah, yeah. that yeah. could do it. Yeah. And yeah, I just w- just say a former been... WWE superstar, so you don't have to mention that they had to, you know, that they were laid off. And then it opens the it opens. CM the Punk's coming back. <laughs> you know, people would be saying that I, based on our social feed. I would have popped if it was Maria uh, Maria Canellis, given like her and Mike's yeah. post lately. Like, that if, they, been well, cool. if they would have if they would have promoted a former WWE superstar is going to have a live mic a pipe you know that would have been you know trolling for Wait, CM Punk. Hang on, what 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 I miss with Maria? Oh, she's just been throwing shade. Like what? Give me examples. Okay. Because well, because she, she uh, I'm paraphrasing here. She tweeted about how um, how the company had told her two months earlier that her going away to have a baby she had job security and then two months later they cut her and then a fan said well there was it's a pandemic they had to make cuts and she goes funny she goes no other wrestling company cut anybody else and she noted that they have record profits this right. year which they do which they do yeah yeah I mean she, she, and, she, and she teased that she would tell more soon kind of leaning with Marie Canales on this one that's a good point <laughs> Yeah. I think it, it was a bad look. I mean, it's one thing if they just released Mike Kanellis. Mike had asked for his release last year. So, you know, that's one thing. But to release both of them just after they had a baby, I think it's just a bad look for a, a, a corporation that's going to have their most profitable year yet. Yeah, especially then a couple months later, you get headlines of Vince's wealth so is improved by 10%. On. The way the business is judged now, engaged, I never in a million years would have assumed this was their most profitable year in WWE history. Yeah, it's uh-huh. all the TV money. Yeah, but well, isn't, and- that, isn't that that that's not good though? It's supposed to be based on merit, and, and, and guys going out, guys and gals going out there, busting their butts and drawing people to the arenas, selling out live events, right? Popping right. huge ratings, drawings. drawing. Thank you. That's what I was telling you that, right? And now yep. that we don't have that, uh, there's no way in hell I would have predicted what we watch each week mm-hmm. is responsible 
for the most profitable year in WWE history. No way would I predict it. it, it yeah. it's, be- it's because of the margins. Vince is not renting out a bunch of arenas, so he's not spending money there. Um, you know, he's Still. able he's able to release employees and talent under the shield of it's a pandemic and the economy is down. Still. So you can kind of try to get away. That's what it is. It's because this well, is they're actually they're Stone actually losing Steve money Austin. because of that. Um, we're talking Stone Cold people waiting in lines right. for as far as the eye could see to get into a house show. Yeah. But they don't have to transport the crew everywhere. They don't yes. have to transport but, the right. But that's team. not increasing their profit. What's increasing? Yeah, it, it, no, it's not because they make more money in tickets from the Raw and SmackDown tapings than they do hmm. in the expenses. So they they make more off the pay per views and, and the Raw and SmackDown. The live events was the only area where they were losing money at, but they were still making merch, selling merch at those live that's events true. that they're not selling now. So there's a cost analysis that WrestleNomics had done a while ago. They are losing some, you know, they're not as profitable as if they were running shows, but they're still the most profitable they've ever been because it's a full year of the the new Fox and USA Network deals. Raj, yeah. what happened? What happened? Does the does the deal with the Saudis just get extended? Because I mean, they can't travel to Saudi Arabia right until while this pandemic's going on. So does that just get? Does that ten years just get added on right now? I believe they pay for the shows after, but yes, it would be just added on. So it doesn't change the length of the the number of shows or anything. They just wouldn't be getting that money this year. So, there you go. Yeah, um, but but yeah, Matt, to your point, to think because WWE is the least popular now that they've been in probably my lifetime, maybe Dang with the exception yeah. of ninety four, ninety five, and be more profitable than when Stone Cold and The Rock were on top is just kind of crazy to think. I was still rocking an Undertaker T-shirt to high school '94, so I can't see myself doing it if I was back in high school right now. Right. I, I think this is yes, our lifetime. I would say. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Well, Raj being here tonight kept us on our toes, and we're inside <laughs> of an hour. We're gonna do it like oh, we just did an hour right yeah, now. Just an hour. <laughs> Swift show. Well. uh... On behalf of myself, Raj Gary, Matt Morgan, and Justin Main Roster Labar, thank you for tuning into the Wrestling Inc. podcast. We'll Take off back. your hat, Glenn. No. Come on. Maybe Glenn, Friday. Take it off. Take it off. <laughs> take it off. Take no, you, it you, you can see, you can see on the side it it's growing back, but it's just not quite there. Let's you see. Ver- I don't believe you. Show you, <laughs> you versus me with a non-hat on a pole match. No, I got, I got a weird like Bobby Hill look going on. Like We got to wait for this to come in a little more. Uh, uh, but we'll be back here Friday night to talk about SmackDown. Me, Matt, Justin. Until then, he's at Rajgiri underscore 303. He's at Justin Labar. He's at BP Matt Morgan. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here Friday on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. When we go off the air, you're taking it off. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.